Yeah, I've listened to them before. Those guys are a bunch of pigs. They suck. Yeah, I mean, I'll throw them on if there's absolutely nothing else on to listen to. They're good enough. Well, you heard it here first, folks. I'm Dan, and that's Tom, and we are good enough. Like, I had the headset on, so I forgot that it's recording through the phone and not the headset, so I have it sitting on my desk, so it's next to my keyboard and my mouse, so every time I clicked or typed, you could just hear clicking so loud. <laughs> every time I went in the bag of popcorn, you could hear it. That's so what it was, loud. the popcorn. The popcorn. <laughs> like, everything was so loud, and the whole the first half of me listening to that thing, I'm like, how is this mic picking up so far down by my hands? And then I remembered it's fucking on the phone and sitting right in between everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I saw Batman. The Batman. Uh, oh, Batman. A, week and a, a week and a half ago. I thought it was great. Okay. I'm a big Batman guy. I love comics. I, I was going to say, we should, we should get yeah. it out of the way that you're a very big comic book person. Oh, uh, yeah. So I collect them. I read them. And I'm very much into the movies. So, well, at least the good ones. And I thought this was up there as one of the good ones. Thoroughly enjoyed. It's long. Definitely has parts that drag. Oh, yeah. Snooze fest. Definitely. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Daddy kill. (laughs) Yo, get your time. I thought it was, I thought I enjoyed it thoroughly. I liked the darker take. Uh, Definitely some things that I did not love, but overall, I'm very, very happy with how it came out. Okay. So then you go, you're going to see it, right? You tell me that. And yes, I went I'm to like, see it. And, and I should know better talking to you about movies that I liked ahead of time. But I said, that had oh, nothing great. to do with it. I, it doesn't matter. I, I know it doesn't, but I, like in the back of my head, it, it's true though. You're one of the people that like cannot be swayed. Your opinion is your opinion. You don't care about popular opinion. You don't care about anything. It's just about your taste. So like, where me, I'm totally influential. Influenced is what I meant to say. Okay. Like, I could see something and be like, I didn't like that at all. And then someone explains why they liked it, and I'll be like, you know what? It was a pretty good movie. So that I'm happened. not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that I'm very stubborn and I'm very set in my ways, stuff like that. But at the totally. same time, you, this is the style of movie that you're going to get the people like you that go and see it. And you're a huge comic book person. You're a huge um, fan right. of DC Marvel. I'm not, I am, I'm not a, against it. I'm not for it. I'm just into, I guess I did it, so, it went over my No, head. let's say this. If they made a movie and it was only good to people who have read the comics, they totally failed. And I don't think they do that. I think they try to make it mass appeal to the point yeah. where like true comic book fans are like, Oh, it's not like that. But it's like, but it makes <laughs> more, it makes more sense for the movie. So like I'm in between because I'm not that guy. I don't care when, you know, I don't care that Jim Gordon is black instead of white. Like it didn't bother me at all. Cause the actor's phenomenal. And I think he did an excellent job. So like that stuff doesn't bother me at all. I also thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a good, like, crime drama with Batman in it and, and you know, very, just very entertaining. It dragged because it was very long. It could have definitely be cut, been cut down. There sure. were some things that I was like, oh, they went for comedy here. Didn't land on me, but, you know, don't know. 
did you really need levity? It's not a movie that I feel needs a right. comedy relief moment. Which to me, it's like, hey, choose your direction. If you intentionally went this route, that you are doing a darker version of Batman oh, and everything's supposed to be darker and it's supposed to be just more violence, more, more dark tones. And, you know, in the other, you know, in the Christian Bale one, Bruce Wayne is out happy, rich guy. And this one, he's a recluse, you know, and he's sure. that, you know, bat that lives in the freaking cave. But like I said, like you said, own it, go that route and do it fully you don't put comedic relief in a movie like that. If you're going to go the darker route, go the freaking darker route. If you're going to go the more, the lighter route of it, then you can add some fun and like comic comical points to it. So like, I, I think they missed the mark on that too. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, it, it, it but they did go heavy majority bail. The like dark Knight was def had more comedic relief because Joker was like funny, right? right. The, the magic trick was both shocking and kind of funny. Um, or, or, yeah, maybe want to see this. I'll make this pencil disappear. Right. So that that was good. Or when he just walks up, like that GIF I sent you, where it's like, hi. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, they're, like when he, when he walks out of the hospital and explodes it, but the batteries aren't in the yeah. remote and he's, or whatever. He's got to smack it a bunch of times. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those are fitting which, to by the, the style way, of movie. Which, by the way, I heard is was. I was not planned. Yes. Yeah, I saw Pretty that. Cool. You know, like Very he, cool. he clicked it. It was supposed the timing was off on like the person who was doing special effects, <laughs> and he just ad libbed like the confusion. Um, right. But yeah, it did have those things, and it still fit the tone. It didn't commit because that's just that makes sense. His name's the Joker, but we're you know like they went the you know Zodiac serial killer like you know mode like it didn't have for sure. space for that so i mean there listen i didn't say it was perfect but i thoroughly enjoyed it really really enjoyed it you had a different take on a lot of things but i think we approach movies differently things that bug you don't bug me and that's where we were getting into it intensely so well I mean, i'll start by saying there you go first off i'm going to get shredded no matter what whoever if anybody ever hears this Everybody has been saying it's a great movie. So not to mention when I do this to movies and nitpick, people usually disagree with me. Um, exactly. But that, that does not change your opinion. No, 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 no. That's not going to change. Some things could change it, but not, not that. No. Um, but uh, so I will start by saying I didn't hate the movie. It's not like I walked sure. out of there like, man, that, well, sucked. that was crap. It's not like I saw that and I said, man, that was Green Lantern. You know what I mean? Like, that movie was just trash. I agree. However, you you, you you may not have hated it as much of that, but I'm, like, trying to pull it up and stall until I find it. What you did say was... Oh, I know what I said. I that, was just it an again. Aw- that was just an awful movie. One of the worst comic I, I said movies that. I've ever seen. There's always going to be the ones that are just the gutter. And like I said, Green Lantern is a gutter movie. Right. Your Catwoman's, uh, your Electra's, okay. whatever. Okay. I, I, so I didn't even see either of those two, but I would definitely say Green Lantern. I would definitely say um, the Hulk. Um, there was a bad Hulk. And I, I'm trying to think, was it Eric Bana, that one? Uh, the older one. Yeah. The non MCU Eric Bana Hulk. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was weird. Yeah. That one sucked. Okay, so 
let's start with why. What was bad? What what, what are your biggest reasons? You're super into details. Like I am the the blind. I just the fucking house. I of, I of just no no no. See, you still aren't getting what I'm saying. I don't. I. It has nothing to do with his blinds. What I said was, I get that you're trying to make it a dark movie where everything is unkept. I oh, mean, dark and ominous. Dark. <laughs> so, um, he is a recluse. He he lives in the shadows. He stays in the cave. But then he goes up to Wayne Tower and he walks out of the room or he walks into his dad's office. It's not blinds on the windows. It's not him choosing to cover up blackout curtains to be keep everything dark. It's everything looks like a gothic a 1600 France gothic cast, castle. And it's like your parents died 20 years ago. They were rich and they lived in this tower. You know you didn't change shit, yet everything is like the windows were covered with this wooden carving, you know, like wood carved thing that only allowed little beams of light through to make it like a super dark office. His dad, it's like, you know, just because you're a recluse because your parents got murdered and you're an angry orf- orphan, your dad didn't seem that way. He was running for mayor. He was doing all this good stuff for the city. I mean, like, why did your parents live in this dungeonous castle with rickety floors and and these wood carvings over the windows that allowed little beams of light. And it's like, they made it too dark in that sense where it was like, that shit is stupid to me. Like, I get it. It's an old city, but it's not that old. And it's like your parent, your family's worth billions. And you live in this gorgeous looking tower. That's size of the empire state building. And yet it's got the construction inside from 500 years ago. And it's that, that's the type of stuff that it just didn't fit. It was like, I get like it would have made sense to me if the tower was beautiful and rich and and elegant and uh, what you would think that the Waynes would live in. And that's why he doesn't like it. So he stays all his time in the shitty cave downstairs like that would have made more sense to me. Okay. So I had nothing to do with him. What's that? No, I get it. I, I get what you're saying is that you're assuming that he obviously wasn't going to make changes to other see like i don't even know what scenes you're talking about and maybe that's like a a knee problem right like i wish we had listeners because like i would definitely take a poll of like who knows what the fuck dan's talking about (laughs) because like okay so all right details like that to me like i didn't notice it if i did notice it i might be like huh and then move on. Like, oh, that's an odd choice. Wonder why Thomas Wayne had something covering his window, but whatever. And then move on and be engrossed in the story rather than the details of his house and start thinking, go down the road of like, what the fuck? Like, okay, the rooms that he spends his time in should be caved up like that, right? If he has his own... Right, by his volition, right? Right. And he's not going to change the decor in his dad's office. I don't remember what scene you're talking about, but like rooms that I mean, are probably ones. So let's be like, he has Alfred, he has homekeepers to keep the right. house up, right? They're not going to change the decoration. That's not their place. He would be the one to change the decoration. And you're saying that in rooms, this, this mansion, he's not going around and caving, you know, blocking all the windows in all of the house. No, I mean, you it's even just see he goes into 
he goes into his dad's office and it's the door is chained up and it's supposed to be like a moment like I haven't gone in here since my dad died, right? Like that is a blocked off room. That was his. Okay. That's the whole point of the chain and the lock on the door. You remember that? No. Man, you suck. He's going into his dad's office, big double doors, and there's a big chain wrapped around it like three times and padlocked shut. And he's just sitting out there staring at the padlock and the door kind of like, a, oh, this is the big moment. I'm going into dad's office. This has been off limits. This right. has been locked up since he died. This is the no-go zone. And he unlocks it. And he walks in there and he's now in his dad's office. And that's one of the rooms I'm talking about. It's like okay. this it's this old Gothic era style in there. Everything is dark and drab. And I get that being dirty because if it's locked up, no housekeeping. Sure. But like there's big giant windows like on the wall, like surrounding the building or the room. And there's these big things over it that are part of the the building itself. These wood carvings that are like intricate that are only allowing beams of light through and it's like making it dark like i said it would make more sense to me if there was two wayne towers there was one that the parents lived in and the second one was an old tower that the great great grandparents was so he shunned himself in that one and he didn't want to be in wayne tower and it's like oh okay that makes sense for the old aesthetic the but your parents died 20 years ago and you have housekeepers keeping shit clean yet the floors are wood rotted and and you know, everything is just so outdated. And it's like, man, that's, I thought it was poorly done. Now, mind you, this is not something that I harped on through the movie where I'm like, man, this movie now sucks. I don't like that scene because of the, that's just what I was thinking while he was walking through the house and stuff. And I'm like, man, that ain't, that ain't right. Like come sure. on, big, big budget film. Like this is what I just, things that I expect to be on par with a big budget film. Right. Okay. So fair enough. I'll give, you know, definitely, point to you on this because I don't one I don't even remember the scene it's he was probably when he was trying to investigate right did his dad do something wrong yes. was he a good person okay so it was after the Alfred situation um, I'm on like Google images and I Google just the Batman just to see if there's any stills of him there I'm not finding them but no um, okay so um, so a couple of the categories I just mentioned right Acting, I think yes. everyone did great. I know you uh, didn't love the guy who played Riddler. You, yeah, I, you, you didn't. He didn't sell you on the maniacal psychopath. Again, that's another thing that I will say. Before, you know, if this is again not something that ruined the movie, not something this, but I, he didn't sell me on the psychopath, and and it's I thought outside of him, the acting was phenomenal in by okay. everybody. Good. All right, so we agree on mostly on that. I thought yep. he was decent at it. I mean, he's a weird, nerdy-looking guy. Um, he's a good actor. He's been in, you know, Agreed. a few big things. And I thought he did pretty good. I mean, you really don't get to see his acting. Most of the time, he's got the mask and the suit and all that. So you're not, you don't really get to see his acting much, aside from once he's in Arkham, right? Okay, yeah. And you so, know what? What's the two hardest things to play? For actors, like the two things that are so out of the box that most people fail on, and that's why when somebody hits on it, it's so astonishing is playing psychotic or a madman or okay. playing mentally challenged. Sure, those are like the two craziest, hardest feats for an actor to do. So, when you watch I Am Sam, what was that, Sean Penn, right? Yeah, so you watch I Am Sam and he crushes it, and it's like, whoa, that 
that was impeccable. And then you watch someone else play a mentally challenged person and they don't do it well. And it's like, oh, man. Like Simple Jack. Like say like Simple Jack, right? You may make my eyes rain. <laughs> These head movies make my eyes rain. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good brain, Jack. Oh my god, dude. Uh, but you're, so, but you're right. Um, mentally challenged is one of them. So you can have a fantastic actor try to play a uh, mentally challenged, and it's not great. But he's still a great actor. It's just hard. The other sure. thing is a madman. So when Heath Ledger comes in and plays a psycho and he knocks it out of the park or, you know, um, sure. Christian Bale, I mean, American Psycho, you know, plays such a good yeah. madman. It's not a reflection on this guy. I actually think he's a good actor. And you're right. He's been in some other movies where I thought he played very well, but I didn't think he sold this, the Riddler madman very well. All right. But everybody else in the movie I thought was fantastic. All right, so acting's good because bad acting can ruin a movie. I don't care how good. Absolutely. Why? Why this wouldn't ruin it is like you said. There wasn't that many spots that shined on his acting. No, and, and that should have been his crown moment. Did do I think like I remember being absolutely blown away at Leo in Django because that was a very different type of like role for him in that he was basically the villain. Right. So um, that's not typical for him, at, at least. Sure. Especially like a super racist one. So I remember being like, that was astonishing. Like he, I, I remember being like in awe of his, and I still watch it. Some of the scenes where, especially around the dinner table where he cuts his hand open and just rolls with it. Like, awesome. I didn't get that, but I also didn't think he did a bad job. All right, so we'll, we'll do a little, like, compliment sandwich here, you know, but um, we'll change it up a little. We could talk about some of the things I didn't like, some of the things I loved. I loved his suit. I thought his suit was fine. Oh, awesome. It was awesome. His suit was awesome, and, and you and I spoke about this. I liked how dark and weird they made him as Bruce Wayne. Like, the Batman suit was big, bulky. He's jacked in it. He looks good. And then we talked about this, and yep. I liked when he, he took – he's got long hair, like – he doesn't like he doesn't give a fuck about getting a haircut. He's got long hair. He's wearing eye black to black out the eyes around the mask, yep, which is yep. just so cool that they thought to do that. Right. That's um, a detail that every other Batman kind of skips over. But all of them sure. wore it, but they would take their mask off, like get back to the cave and they wouldn't have it. And it's like, but I know he had it like in the Bale Batman's definitely wore eye black while in the suit. Like you can yeah. see it painted on and then he gets back to the thing, takes his mask off. Not bad. exactly. So I love that they did that. The suit was great. And then he gets out of the suit and he's not ripped. He's not, he's not no, the guy right. who sleeps during the day, fights crime at night, yet somehow it's spending, you know, five hours in the gym every day. He, but he was in shape enough, but he wasn't right. like Mr. Ripped. He was, I mean, I think it was very appropriate. I thought, I just thought, I thought he acted very well. I thought they aesthetically, they made Batman fucking great. Right. I, you know, he's drawn in the comics as like a, a pretty big jack dude. And that's the route they went with, with uh, Affleck, who is a bigger guy. He's broader and he got pretty jacked up for it. But like, like fighters, and he's supposed to be like a martial artist fighter. They're not big and bulky. They're not like that. Who, Bruce Wayne is supposed to be a martial artist? Yeah, he trains with the League of Shadows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's supposed to be like a great fighter. Right. 
And so, like, he should have a fighter's fit. Uh, what's it called? Physique. Physique. I kept almost. You, it sounded fatigue. like you were going to say fatigue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's what I didn't want to say. But thank you for you know shining a light on that. Um, Idiot. Yeah. Um, but he should. He shouldn't be like. But that's how no, it's drawn. So I get why they. I, and listen, different directions. Totally fine. So okay, we agree that Pattinson was good. He was a yep. good actor. And, and his Batman the suit voice. The suit was probably my favorite. His voice was good. Voice was good. Batman, Batman was great. voice didn't sound weird. And I like that he was like an actual detective. But we're going off of acting now. So he was great. Okay. Well, okay. Just continue because you just brought it up. The storyline part. I love that he played detective with the detectives. I like that. Right. And that's very true to, to the character of like, all right, they put this light up in the sky, right? He shows up. It's like, we need your help with something. And they bring him in because they... You know, the police put aside that, yes, this is a vigilante and what he does is illegal. However, we got a guy killing high profile people. Right. And we need to put that aside for the greater good. And, I, you know, and they did a good distribution of people in the police department. Some hated him and didn't want him yep. there, calling him a freak. Some accepted him. There was a good mix between that. I mean. Right. Right. And then he even converted some people where it's like, you know, they don't love it, but then they, you know. Uh, they're like, listen, at least we know he's on the right side. Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed it, but at the in the beginning, the guy that says, who let this guy in here? And then as he walks by, he says, freak. He's the guy at the end when they open the door and he said, not, you know, not all of us are on your payroll. He's the one up front that goes up Uh, to cuff. Yeah, it goes up to cuff him. Good. So So, I thought thought that was a cool little uh, note that they put the guy from the beginning. He was converted. Yeah, exactly. So, so I love that part of it. Um, okay, me too. Honestly, I have no complaints about the actual Batman. Now, in the Dark Knight series, Batman is not that interesting. It's uh, the villain. It's the villains of the Nolan trilogy, and I adore them all. But I think that it's the villains that make each movie. And I get it, right? His backup is against the wall, so he's using his best, his strongest asset, which sure. is beating the shit out of people to get answers. But this Batman, he walks in, they're like, the Riddler left a riddle, like in the card. So, and and like, everyone's like, what do you think? And then they, they have this decoder. He doesn't need it. He, he answered it. Right. Like, right then. Because he's supposed to be a, like the world's greatest detective. Yeah, yeah. He's the, word, the world's greatest detective. So, that's something I didn't know. Like, I had no idea watching any Batman I've ever seen that comic book Batman is world's greatest detective and he's supposed to be smarter and uh, quicker with these things. So you said it to me the other day and you educated me on it. So when you were saying, Oh yeah, he just goes and punches people in the face and hangs them off buildings screaming, where is he? I'm like, Oh yeah, he does. I mean, if, if that's what they're going for comic book Batman with the, you know, detective role, they definitely missed it with Christian Bale. Um, right. And they nailed it with this one, but I never, as not a comic book guy, I didn't know that was his MO in the comics. Yeah. That's, that's a thing. I mean, so, um, so I, I loved that. I mean, it, it wasn't the point where I was like, uh, that is one thing that people like in the forums and, and, and groups say, you know, like he's always just asking where everyone is. And, and so he <laughs> wasn't much of a detective. Now he did do cool stuff. Like, um, he did solve some stuff, but this was like a much more, um, you know, it seems like a smarter Batman, to be honest. So, 
Um, I, I have zero complaints. He's of like I thought it was he was damn near perfect, and the acting was top notch. So the suit was great. The utility of the suit. He didn't rely only on like gadgets. It was used as needed, um, and he beat the shit out of people when he. Yeah. Like, uh, what's cool is that we didn't get to get to it, but I know that I said I had mentioned the fight scenes. Yeah, I am not like I, not so much Dark Knight, but Dark Knight Rises. Like the fight scenes were just like so it looked choreographed. You said so, that to me, so I'm gonna rewatch it because I don't ever remember watching that and thinking. Wow, these fight scenes are boo-boo. So I want to rewatch it and see after you say that so I can pay. I just think that. like he's supposed to be a great fighter too, right? Martial arts, oh, especially just, in that trilogy. Because yeah. the first one, he goes and learns under Raza Ghoul and learns how sure. to fight and all that stuff, right? And then he's fighting Bane. Now I know this is a lot and longer than direct he destroys them. Zone. And that's fine, because that's straight out of the comic, backbreaking. And like, but like that fight. And maybe they did it to show how good Bane is, but like it actually, it made me look, it, to me, it showed how not great Batman was. I mean, he's running up, yelling, takes a big back haymaker. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just like, Bane just like effort. Like, damn, I could, my niece could have blocked that. Right. So, like, if you go back and watch, I think the choreography on the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy movies were just not great. And okay. I thought the fights were so much better when he beat up the the gang in the in the subway. Which, yeah. by the way, opening scene that was dope. It was dope when he just beat the shit out of the one first guy the first with guy. one hand with yeah. one hand because he was holding the other guy's hand and he just like pounded him. What's cool is that if you notice, those guys were kind of dressed like the Joker. All right, fight scenes are better. Batman's suit is better. Great. Let's get to other things you didn't like. What didn't you like? You were a cop. Okay, so Dan was a cop for a long time. Solved, solved a okay. lot of cases, right? You've I'm arrested going- murderers. You've arrested, you've arrested and caught, you know, big time uh, cases, right? You, you've arrested murderers. I have. Rapists. Yes. Okay, so I went into, I, I thought you would like this because you love riddles. And then I, I thought you would love the Riddler. I like and that then, part of it. And then it's very police heavy because it's a big investigation the whole time. Well, unfortunately, I would assu- I would equate this to a. Uh, I I can go and watch. Oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank on what these are called. Um, what's one of these hospital shows? Uh, Grey's Anatomy, right? Okay. You I can you can make me go watch ten seasons of Grey's Anatomy and. The things that they do in that show, I'm going to go, oh, cool, oh, awesome. Because I don't know shit about the hospital, and I'm not a medic, and I never was or will be. But you put a nurse next to me, she may nitpick and be like, that's so dumb. You can't quarter, sure. quarterize a wound like that. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like, she's going to pick it apart and be like, that's so stupid. I can't believe you're buying that. Well, unfortunately, the time, my time as a cop has ruined a lot of policing movies for me action movies um movies involving guns and shooting and stuff like that you know like that's the type of shit that unfortunately you're right i love the uh cop heavy presence in here but i can't help it i have to nitpick on this shit because i go that's so fucking stupid that would never happen like that so tell me because like 
it's not going to ruin the movie for me because I'm never, I'm, I have not been a cop. But, however, like, I, I don't know, like, I guess, like, I'm you watching Grey's Anatomy being that, like, oh, that's cool. I, what, uh, but I think it's interesting to find out. What, what, do you remember any specific things that you're like, that would never happen? That's yeah, my, sure. Okay. Sure. I watch, I, and again, there's going to, I, I guarantee you if, if I called my old partner, right. And again, we don't have listeners, but if I called my old partner, Jared, and I said, Hey dude, I, I, I did a podcast with Tom hop on and listen, he'd hear what I'm saying and go, yo, I totally get that. But sure. someone else jumps on and listen, they're going to go, dude, this guy's such a bomb. He's just nitpicking. Right. And that's fair. That's definitely fair. So this is something that I will say, doesn't bother again doesn't bother me outside of the moment i don't carry this beyond in the movie where i'm like well that scene happened it's stupid but i notice it so when they sneak back into i who's the first guy that dies the joker whacks him in the head and oh the riddler i mean whacks him in the head was it governor or some shit i don't remember he's running for mayor right the opening yeah 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 yep yep yep. he's the mayor incumbent he was watching tv right yep that guy so later Batman follows Catwoman and she breaks into the place to go into the safe and he comes in behind her, right? And they get into a full-on fight. Mm-hmm. They're slamming each other on tables. They're doing this, they're doing that. Meanwhile, there's a police guarding, police inside the house guarding the house, right? Slamming this and that. And they hear someone coming in. They jump behind a thin little wall. And then it's like, it's almost like when you used to play fucking uh, one of those <laughs> Assassin's Creed or this, right, sneaking right. through the bushes. He walks in. The cop, cl- clearly there's nobody up here. You're on guard duty and you hear slamming and fighting and this, and you walk in two steps and do that, that, that video game where you stop. Look back and forth. Look left. Looked right. Well, he's shrug. Right. right, shrug. Nothing in here. Turn around. And the second she shuts the door, she turns around and says, get off of me. Like, I'm pretty sure the cop was one step outside that door and would have said, well, someone is in there. Fuck. There's right. stupid shit like that where I'm like, A, that's the worst cop in the world that you hear people <laughs> slamming through tables, but because you open the door and don't hear anything, investigation's over. Very cool, guy. Um, it, it reminds me of that Tom Clancy game, and I can't think of what it's called. Rainbow Six? No, the sneak one. The one where you're sneaking around and assassinating people. Tom Clancy's that was good. Splinter Cell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Splinter Cell. You would sit there and creep through the shadows, and a guy would yep. go, "Oh, what? What was that?" Ooh. Turn around, Ooh. and he'd walk two steps, and you'd be one inch in front of him, but in a shadow. And you go, "I guess it's nothing." Turn around, and then you snap his neck. It's like, don't like. I get it. Don't make the cops so retarded that it doesn't work. And like, this is the type of shit that, like, if I'm a director. Or even just even a director just brings somebody in and says, "Watch this movie and let's nitpick some dumbass shit." Okay, I feel let's like have them. We could do that. Yeah, let's have them hide a little better. Let's let's have them hear the cop coming up the stairs and say, "Who's up there?" And then they can hide a little better. He does a full sweep of the room. It's nothing. He leaves, and you hear him go down the stairs, and then they start talking. It's just like little shit like that that I nitpick, and I'm like, "Well, that was the dumbest fucking cop in the world," and he's deaf, so I don't know how he got hired. <laughs> so. Okay. Listen, wait, wait, when a cop, a cop would never go, who's up there? He's just going to walk up there, right? You announce your presence. 
Columbus police, we're coming up. Make yourself well, known. if you're expecting that the house is empty because he's been guarding it all night. Right. He because, would expect it to be empty. So if he hears something, he's going to yell up first. Well, if you hear something up there, right, you're expecting somebody's up there. Okay. If you hear slamming and if you hear a rat, be 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 little paddles across the floor. Yeah, maybe, probably not. If you hear the the gutter swing shut, but you hear people fighting and slamming, you're expecting someone's up there. Okay. So then you announce Columbus Police, make yourself known, and you do that, or what? Gotham Police, make yourself known. You do that, so whoever's up there happens to be a cop that you forgot. Oh shit, there's a cop standing guard up there. They could say, "Yeah, blue, 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 I'm up here." Oh, okay, my bad. Didn't hear you. Or you know now, since they didn't respond and make themselves known, whoever you find upstairs is hostile. Hmm. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. But but even take that all out of the equation, it's still just so fucking stupid to me that you're, again, you've seen the fight scene. It's not a light one. It's a long, extensive fight scene where he's slamming her on the ground on her back. She gets up, kicks his leg out. He ends up slamming her on the table. Like, these are loud bangs up against walls and stuff. And then they hear the door ring. The, the classic doorknob rattle. Like, they fought literally till he was at the door. And then they hid behind, and he takes two steps in, he walks out. Little things, I get and if it. You, if he expected someone to be in there, let's say he heard a little bit, it wasn't slamming. Okay, I can, you know, this is a total valid, you know, thing. Would he just, he wouldn't just stick his head in. He'd walk around the entire thing. Absolutely. Gun drawn. You just had a murder in that room, you know, like a high profile murder of someone who got in an unknown way. <laughs> you know, you would have gun when, drawn and you would sweep the room and you would search any place a human could hide. And if he was by himself. Preferably he, with more he, cops. I was going to say, would he call someone or oh, do you I, wait until you know? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you're. He would say per- potential, dis, you know, potential. If, so here's the thing. If you know that I, this is just, I mean, what I would do tactically, if you know the family is not staying, they said the family's not staying at the house. Right. In the movie, they said the wife and kid are staying elsewhere. And he says, I can understand that, you know, like, sure. So, he, you know, they're out of the house. So there's no harm. There's not somebody up breaking into the house where there could be a kid up there. You know, it's an empty room. So now, you know, there's no violence being done. You know, it's going to be property. It's going to be evidence. But yeah, you get back up because you want cover. You want of course to work in pairs, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I know, again, people are going to say, dude, that's so stupid. You're nitpicking, but you can't help it. You do the job. You do that job long enough. You're going to nitpick. You do another job. You're going to nitpick. Um, you know how much it bothered me that Catwoman got back to her house when her friend, her little Russian friend got kidnapped. Right. You, you know what I'm talking about? How fast she got back. I'm saying, you know, when she gets back to the house and the house is wrecked oh, and the Russian yeah, girl's yeah. kidnapped yeah. and she walks in and she's, I can't remember the Annika, maybe her name was yeah, Annika. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. goes, Annika, Annika. Oh my God, they took her. And then <laughs> they pan to her and she slams the table and goes, they stole my phone. My phone's gone. And I'm like, well, that was quick. You got over Annika really fast. <laughs> like legit. She's not upset anymore. She's angry about her phone. And then she starts talking about her cats and her phone. And I'm like, you're a shit friend. (laughs) You don't even give a fuck about her anymore. That was 0.2 seconds of sadness. And (laughs) all you cared about was your phone. 
Well, did she, was she pointing it out that, like, I can't call someone to no. report this? No, I don't it, remember. I remember the did. scene, I do. But, like, again, like, I you saying that, I know exactly what scene you're talking about. <laughs> but, like, I didn't know if you said, like, yeah, two seconds in. She, well, she's talking about her phone only and she's over her friend being missing. It's like, well, because she walks in super upset. Attica, Attica, they took her, my baby, Attica. I think she even says, baby, baby. She does. She does. She's yeah. like devastated. And then the second she slams the thing and realizes her property's gone, it's like the emotion's gone. It's on to the next thing. God damn it. Now they took my phone. And like, now it's <laughs> okay. The sadness is gone for her. Now we're angry about property being gone. And I'm just like, damn, that was fast. That was. How does nobody realize how dumb that was? Like the amount of people that screened this movie before it went to cut. Terrible. <laughs> I feel thing. like, I feel like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people feel this way, but um, we should, like, I feel like we should, that'd be a good job for us, especially oh. in comedy. You know what I mean? Like we have... Of almost exact taste in comedy. We almost agree on all comedies except for Seinfeld. So I feel like there's times where I'm like, they if they said it this way, it would have been funnier. And it's like, but at least comedies are forgiving because the comedies are stupid and they're supposed to make you laugh. Errors and mess ups, they're forgiving. And I know you're talking about you're talking about wording, but I'm talking about like you notice something silly and oh well there's a cut scene that cup wasn't there last scene and now it's there again that's forgiving in comedy movies you don't really care but serious big budget movies you want this shit but i when i yeah but i'm just saying like uh, like if you watched it you would have been like uh, this is annoying me and if it's annoying me it might annoy you know 10 percent of the people who see it so right. for something that can be easily avoided like hey make if he did say Gotham police who's up there and then it's like a long staircase to get up there because it's a big house and right. that gives and him it, time to go hide. They go out a window and hide on a little ledge or something where he's not going to find, you know, whatever. This is all, and it's still not, again, this doesn't make a good or bad movie, but like enough no. of these little things, it's like enough of it. Like, pay yes. attention. Agreed. Agreed. And again, I'm as, I'm as dumb as a brick and I dropped out of college and I could pick up on 50 errors in this movie, but $30 million movie, the people who are professionals at this can't pick this shit up. It's like, come on, man, do better. Yeah. So, okay. Little thing like that, like her getting over it and right onto her phone. I was just like, well, damn, that was, that was a little dumb. Um, Okay. Whatever. Next. uh, When, Again, another little thing, but again, we, these little things add up is when Batman and Gordon go to the uh, location at the drops. Remember, they're making the, the they're manufacturing the drops, the drug. Yeah. OK. Gordon is there in his car and it was almost like, you know, that have you ever seen the movie End of Watch? Yes. I love that movie. Right. It's and there's movie. a cop movie that. I try my best not to nitpick because I just really enjoyed that movie. Um, even that has a bunch of nitpicky parts in it, but I try to ignore it. But there's one part in that, if you remember, where they're watching a dope house and it shows him looking down binoculars, looking at the front door of this house. And then it's like shows in the next scene, it's outside the cruiser and he's like three houses down from it. 
you remember what I'm talking about? It's I broad daylight. The cruiser's across the street and three houses away from this dope house. And, he, and, he and he's binoculars. watching it with binoculars. And then their bad guy pulls up right in front of it. And I'm like, so they didn't see that cruiser across the street? And the <laughs> cop with untinted windows looking at their house and binoculars? There was like that, where they pull up to the drops location and Gordon pulls up with his car 30 feet away from it where they pull up. And I'm just like, well, that wasn't very stealthy. And then Batman's like, I'm already here. I'm on the roof. And then Catwoman shows up and pulls her loud-ass motorcycle right up to the fucking doors of the warehouse. Oh, that's where she goes to the truck, right? Right, but she pulls up right up to the door of the warehouse. I remember that. And I'm like, again, not very stealthy. Had the door been open, a driver in the car, or a watchman at the door? Well, that that blew everything right there. So then that was But she wasn't... She wasn't... They weren't coordinating together, right? She showed no, up on they her weren't. Own. She right. showed up on her own and pulled up right to it. And it's like, well, that was this girl's an idiot. Okay. Then two, they get into some epic firefight um, where now they're huddled behind the, the car. Everyone's shooting like automatic weapons at them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Gordon yep. pulls up like a G, you know, he's like, I'll put some cover and fire down, gets into the A-frame of the door of the car and starts unloading his pistol. What does Batman do? Hops in his car. She hops on the bike and they leave Gordon there and everyone's still firing at him. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you guys suck. <laughs> that, that was the Batmobile reveal, right? Right. He jumps in the Batmobile and he takes off. And I'm like, well, he went, I'm like yo, he's going to penguin, right? Right. But I'm thinking, oh, he's going to go run these guys down that are trying to take Gordon out with automatic weapons. And Gordon's out of ammo. And instead he banks a hard right. And then you see the girl hop on the bike and take off. And I'm like, yo, that's fucked up. Yo, go left. I'll go right. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. Um, again, like, this is what, why am I not, like, why did I notice none of this? Okay. Like, okay. The last, I have one more thing in this right. scene. Then, I don't know if you've ever picked up a stack of money, but money is fucking heavy. Yes. Right? So if you put a duffel bag that was the size of Catwoman full of money, that thing weighs a couple hundred pounds. Oh, and she grabs it one, and she like it's nothing, right? knocks him down and does a little burnout on her motorcycle yep. and picks it up with three fingers and drives away and slings it on her back. I was like, bro, stop this. This is, this is like a child's cartoon. <laughs> Those, so it's not the last thing because there's one other thing that happens because then Batman's got some five million horsepower engine on the back of the Batmobile and the thing is made of pure steel because it gets crashed into 50 times a long dent and I get that but he runs into the rear of Penguin's Maserati going 140 and it just taps him forward you know obviously we all know going that fast you would have spun out you would have flipped sure. and died first bump but there's zero damage to the back of this Maserati after Batman's bumped him like three times and I'm just like come on man so we gotta do better yeah, so I can get behind those two things. I there was a part in that car chase. First off, two notes when he started revving the engine of the Batmobile and it was like the big reveal. I did yeah. get a little like tingle in my undercarriage. <laughs> but your, ne- your nether theater, regions. Yeah, see, seeing it in theater, the whole fucking theater rumbled, and that was awesome. I I agree. Batmobile was dope, and that and I and loved it awesome. Right, because you know what they did? They took a, a 60s, early 70s muscle car and made that the Batmobile. 
It wasn't like in the old cartoon or the old Batmans where it had like the bat wings on the front. Like, yep, yep, yep. It was they court. literally made it look like a Dodge Super B or a, or a Dodge Challenger, right? And um, yeah. had that old muscle car look with the bat engine on it, which was fucking sweet. It yeah. ju- I just thought it was fucked up that he left Gordon taking ammo, taking <laughs> grenades in the trenches and right. out of if ammo. He did, he's- if, if he did like one spin to like knock him, yep. he doesn't use guns, he doesn't kill, right? So, Or how about it. he drives at them, they dive out of the way, which makes them drop their guns, and then when they reach for him, Gordon's there, and he's like, freeze, and they stop reaching for their guns. Or Even that. Gordon can just like get in this car, like I don't know if that's like allowed as a cop, like to just be like, all right, well, they're distracted. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Since I'm I would say out. it's probably okay if you're there with no backup and they have automatic weapons, get the fuck out. But, you know, like, whatever. Not to mention they're doing a covert op, so really what you do as a cop is not really... So it's almost like he was working out of the bounds of his policing to help Batman anyway, so it's like, get the fuck out of there. Right, okay. So then another, like... Listen, a, a big dude's, like, dressed up as a bat, so, like, obviously we're accepting that that's a reality of this world. But, like, in the car chase, so stuff like him hitting the car eh, and it not spinning out, you know, yeah, unrealistic. Whatever. Right? Yeah, but that's forgivably unrealistic. It's a chase like, scene. Going through, going through traffic and then, like, two ramps just happen to show up. Right. And you know what's crazy is they, he jams the fucking stick shift forward and, and flies into overdrive. Before the ramp came the out of the smoke, yeah. right? Like, so what were you going to do if that didn't just happen to line up? You were just going to run into the oil tanker and say, fuck it, let's go down and smoke? Right. So, like, that's that's a thing that annoys me. Because I'm like, I can't. Me too. I can't. So, so, like I said, that one, that was one of the few moments that I'm like, come on. Like, cheesy. You can it's do cheesy. anything here. Like, that's gone in 60 seconds, right? Right, but like that's where... cheesy. But, Tom, this is what we were talking about when we said the darkness of the movie and the comedy is like, hey, pick a route and stick with it and don't go back. Because once you go back, you uncommit to that route, which makes it, you know, it's, you it's a flaw. You right. downgrade the route you took and you make those other aspects you're trying to, that comedy you're trying to sprinkle in, you make it cheesy. It's not funny. It's cheesy. So you double damage. So here... You went with an adult adult version of this film, and you just took a very kiddie movie that if this was PG, little kids, your kids would have been in the theater going, oh, awesome, ha-ha, ram. You know, like, you took a very serious adult movie, and you downgraded it to a child's PG movie by ramping over random fucking ramps that came out. So you talk about just that scene. From start to finish with Gordon pulling up to the warehouse, her pulling up right to the door, uh, ditching out on Gordon and leaving him to die, um, the ramming of the car, the the ramps appearing. Like, there was so much that happened in that so fucking bad. And I was like, I, by the that was supposed to be a cool scene with the chase. They found out, you know, the operation is still running. That drug bust, ooh, big reveal. They took down Maloney or Maroney's drug operation, but it's still running with someone else. They botched that entire scene to me. Interesting. Dramatic? No, I mean, like, so of all of those, I noticed one. And one the bothered ramp. me. The okay, ramp. but now that I'm saying them to you, do you, could you, are you saying, like, 
Are you sure, doing like sure. that saying to me, like, oh, get over it, Dan? Like, really? Um, or are you saying, wow, that actually makes sense? I didn't notice. So stuff like the guy, the cop not hearing or them just hiding behind the little wall, that type of stuff, I didn't notice it in this one. But, like, that stuff usually annoys me because I'm like, that's just, like, not realistic. Picking up the bag of cash, even now knowing it, does not bother me at all. Okay, that, because she okay. needed to have taken that and her struggling to take it or taking it, making a more realistic, they wanted it to be a cool exit. And I thought that that it delivered on that. And I'm not going, well, the weight of that bag should have, and she's probably 120 pounds. And they, I, I'm just like, whatever, like that one does not bother me at all whatsoever. Pulling up too close, eh, you know, it's there. The, the loudness of the motorcycle pulling up would bother me more. And then I straight up didn't notice. I can't wait to watch it again to see them abandon Gordon. Yeah. I can't uh, wait anyway. to watch it again. So like, yeah, that, that was so, funny, so the ramp bugs me infinitely more than everything else. Absolutely. So that's the scene. And then the, the flight, the flight scene where he crashes. That, yes. That Which is, too. was my next thing I was going to get to. So that's actually, we're going to go in chronological order for the next two. Cause I, I'm not going to touch the suit yet. The, the okay. wingsuit. So the next thing that I hated, despised, made me fucking furious is the bomb blowing up in his face and him uh, not yeah. getting hurt. I have he, to watch it again. So like, I, I, I remember being like close and like, He's staring, right? He's he's a foot away from it, if that. Right. So if, if his back was turned and none of his exposed chin, which is really the only exposed part of him, did not come close to the, the blast, a little bit forgivable, whatever, but you're saying he was face-to-face with it. In the movie, a guy has a bomb collar strapped around his neck, and he's also holding a phone. So Batman is up there face to on FaceTime with the Riddler, and there's... The bomb is making noises like it's going to explode soon. Then the countdown begins on the bomb. And Batman decides not to leave, not to back up, not to run away, to stay on FaceTime questioning the Riddler down to the very last second. And he's standing a foot away from the bomb. And the guy's standing up, and they're the same height. So he is face-to-face with the bomb. And then the bomb blows up right in his face, and it even goes in slow-mo from the side angle where the bomb blows up and you see the concussion coming out of the bomb and he just starts lifting up his arm to try to cover his face and it blows him back 40 feet and he's laying there not a bit of char or burn on him not a damage to his exposed face not any and he's just sitting there you know coming in and out of consciousness he's his eyes are open but they're rolling in and out so uh, oh cool at least the bomb knocked him out I guess that's realistic but Regardless, I, I said to you the other day, it pisses me off so much because, once again, anybody with any semblance of knowledge on how any blast and concussion works is that in the military, you have people that used to go up to IEDs and in giant bomb suits and go to defuse them. And they're, you know, fire retardant. They're supposed to be blast resistant. They're not blast proof. So, if somebody, oh, I mean, anybody who's seen that movie, The Hurt Locker, and yeah, Guy yeah, yeah. Pierce is in the opening scene, he gets killed from the bomb yeah. exploding because it's not about the damage it does to you externally, it's about the concussion it does to you internally. That's realistic. 
Batman, even if he's in this suit and his face was covered, would be dead regardless because a bomb went off in your fucking face. That's why I was like, that's another part of it where it's like any director that knows a thing about anything would have him stay on the line as long as he could. Five seconds left, he starts running. And then it blows up and the concussion throws him back, but he's made distance in between. That would make more sense. And that would be believable. But you have the guy licking the bomb and it blows up and he's fine. And it's just like, dude, come on with this shit. Are we going for childish? Are we going for semi-realistic adult? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I I mean, again, I want to watch it because I believe you and that would bother me. I watched that part and I think we're about halfway through the movie at this point and I just thought, Please let this movie end. This is just crazy how many sh- how much shit they're letting slide. If this was a superhero, a Superman movie that we were watching, and he sure. sat up there trying to do his little eye lasers through a, a, a bomb, and it ended up going off in his face, and nothing happened, I'd be like, okay, well, that wouldn't even take a second of it. I wouldn't. I'd be like, that's what you would expect out of Superman. The guy can resist that shit. Batman is a human being in a metallic suit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can see that. That that one's uh, completely understandable. Okay. Then the reason I go chronologically is because it's very right after this, and we talk about these the shit happening so back to back. Right after this, he gets knocked out. You know, the cops swarm him. Next thing you know, he wakes up not in the hospital because you know, bless wouldn't put you in the hospital. He uh, wakes up at the police station in an interview room, laying on the desk. And nobody removed his mask, you know, out of the everybody who right. brought him right. there. Nobody was curious enough to take his mask off, right? Gordon, Gordon stopped everybody. Anyway, then bat, then they go to arrest the Batman, and he runs up to the top of the police station, which happens to be another six hundred flight tower, you know, and yep. he gets up to the top top of it, and boom, one of his utilities, which we both agreed on, was very cool, was he wraps his cape around him and he zips it up and he attaches a few pieces and he's got a wingsuit on. Right. Pretty. I thought that was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Another, and another he, thing he we up, talked. He gets like a little scared. Yeah. He gets up, he tiptoes backwards and he's like, Oh boy. You know, like he hasn't practiced this. He's scared. He's nervous. And it's good to see that human side of Batman. Right. You know, we do remember, you know, he is human and he's not an expert at all his equipment. He never had the opportunity to have to use this and he used it. And it was cool. But then he jumps off, and, I mean, it was a high-ass building, right? I mean, they show the overlook, and it's a skyscraper. And he jumps off, and he wingsuits down, down towards the street, and he goes right towards a railroad bridge. And he tries to go under it, and he pulls his parachute, which gets caught on the bridge, flings him up. He smashes his face on the bridge, does eight backflips, lands on the cement (laughs) with... In the movie, they show it's a hard-ass impact, like tumbles, you know, 100 yards, and then literally just stands up and goes, shakes his head, and then limps off down the alley. Right. And it's like, bro, you just went 150 miles an hour wingsuiting off a skyscraper face-first into a bridge, and you just shake it off and limp home. Again, right after the bomb scene, I'm like, this movie fucking sucks. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, that, that scene did bother me and I told you that, that I felt like that was supposed to be funny and it annoyed me more than anything else 
Listen, I mean, I, I can't defend that team at all. I can't. <laughs> right. I, I know. It was like, I even told you about it before you went in. I said, there's a scene that just bugged the shit out of me. Um, Which is funny because you said, I think it was supposed to be a light comedy part of it. And it just wasn't funny. And it annoyed me. So I went into that movie waiting for a scene that I, I was going to try to guess which scene it was. And instead, there's a part in the beginning where... Batman finds a, a thumb drive that the, the Riddler leaves for him and it's got one of his victim's thumbs attached to it and he he just holds it up and looks at the camera and goes, thumb drive. With the thumb hanging off the thumb drive. And that was, I get it, it's cool that the Joker thought it'd be funny to cut that, but the way he said it was supposed to be very punchline-y and it just missed. Nobody in the theater laughed. One guy started laughing in the theater and everyone else was quiet. I thought that was a cheesy punchline, but I thought the action of attaching the thumb drive was very Riddler, so I thought it was cool. I just didn't think he had to say it. I think that could have been left unsaid without a punchline. Yeah. Uh, Since everybody who's listening has now heard me just bitch about things I'm nitpicking on this movie, and they're probably sick of it, I want you to interject and tell me some stuff, a thing or two, that you really liked about the movie. Okay. So... I talked about a lot of stuff I did love, right? I think he's the perfect, mm-hmm. he was a perfect Batman. I think he was the best Batman. Like, the actual character of Batman, the suit, the acting, all of it. The guy who played Gordon is great. The, I think the acting was top, top notch. Probably, you know, like the, the Dark Knight acting was phenomenal as well, right? Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, everyone oh, yeah. was great, man. Um, I mean, like, I, as a massive Batman fan... You know, it was fun to see. Here's a, here's another nitpick I have. If I have to go off, I know I said we were going to switch into positive, but I can't stand, and the Dark Knight Rises did this. It actually, it's one of my least favorite parts of the entire movie. There's a fucking bomb that's about to go off and destroy the entire city. There's mm-hmm. 30 seconds left. Batman goes, I'm going to take care of, like, they can't shut it off, right? Right. They can't, so they gotta get rid of this bomb, fly it out of the city. The the autopilot's, you know, not fixed on, on the flying bat machine. So he's like, I'm gonna go fly it out. And Catwoman stops him and kisses him. Right. I fucking Cause, want it. Because we have time for that. Right. I don't, like, don't say goodbye, bitch, or else we're saying bye for everyone. Like, and they kissed. So there was like, I don't remember the exact moment, but there was like kind of a moment of that in this movie that happened and that bugged me. Um, but anyway, so positives. I mean, like, I just, I loved the, I love the Riddler. I read that most writers of the comic don't like to do stories with the Riddler because they don't want to come up with riddles. Um, Cause it's Makes hard sense. to come up with a cool riddle. And so, like, I that's love not that cheesy did. and like exactly. super obvious, yeah. Right. So I think that the actual riddle part was cool. It was like Zodiac killer type stuff. Yes. Um, I liked. I I really enjoyed that. I love that he was an actual detective and not just a you know burden bully beating up everyone to get you know what he wants. Right. Um, I thought Zoe Kravitz was a great Catwoman. I did. I thought she agreed. Was she was like the right size. She was the right look. I mean, the half, you know, like being um, biracial is no problem. 
because who cares? That's not an essence of her character. So that her, that being a change. And you're, and you're saying that because the Batman in the comics is a, a white girl. And you told me that the other day, and I didn't Cat know Woman. that. Yeah, Catwoman's What did I say? You said Batman. Oh, yeah, Bat, uh, Catwoman is a, uh, a white chick. But my, I always thought she was biracial because I never read the comics. I just went off Holly Berry's casting of it. So I always yeah. thought the comic books had her looking like nope. that was her look. Nope, that was the thing when it, that movie came out was that, you know, that woman's black. Um, so, like, that doesn't matter at all. Sure. I loved, you know, like, I don't remember, I don't remember her origin. Like, I didn't read that, so I don't, I don't know it off the top of my head. But, like, I, so, like, assigning her one that makes sense for the story um, was very cool. Like, her mom was a waitress, a good-looking one. I was hoping you were going to touch on this. Falcone was, um, you know, uh, my boss and clearly like had affairs with, with the women in this like secret speakeasy underground club. Right. And she had a kid and he kind of abandoned them. And I think he ended up killing her. Right. That's why she's all angry and mad is that yep. she was raised alone. Okay. So, uh, her being and, Falcone's. And- and she grows up to go work at the same club to, to infiltrate, get yep. to get closer to him as a uh, waitress and a bottle girl. And he has no idea that it's his daughter. He just thinks it's another hot chick there. Right. So lets her get close. So that's the whole. Right. And she's supposed to be like ultimately deceiving. like she can lie and schmooze her way into anything and like and then rob the people. Right. So because she's a Catholic. That's right. Nope. So then. You say so like, nope? Yeah, no. Uh, so that so her being Falcone's daughter is, I don't believe, any connection in the comics. So that, but like, again, it fits the story really well. So I'm happy. Like, that's a cool little addition. And it Agreed. makes it makes her character, like, she makes her vendetta movie, make sense. Justifiable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because like, like we talked about, without that, without that, you make this movie without that vendetta characteristic of her you now just have a second vigilante who dresses in all black and goes around and does devious things and blah 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 and intertwines and it's like oh come on but you add that in fighting crime right right Right. but it ties their paths in together without her just being another random vigilante who ties in she actually has a vendetta against the the crime syndicate so right she has a reason to be in this movie other than being Catwoman. Yeah, so, so I didn't know that was an add-in from this movie and not in the comics, but I thought that was what you told me. I said, good, well done. That's that's an awesome additive then. Exactly. So, uh, I, you know, purists will, will hate it. Anyone who's like, listen, I just want good stories. Like, there's been a million Batman stories. And a lot of times, they the writers change something to make their story interesting. You can't keep everything yeah. the same or else everything gets boring. So... You have to make changes, and I'm totally cool with that. So, um, so I like to, uh, I mean, like, she's always been an anti hero type. She's not a bad person, but she robs people. And her relationship with Batman has always been like come and go, you know, on and off. And then, and then she'll, but she can't, she always ends up like, um, you know, like almost like disappearing because she doesn't want to commit to a relationship or he doesn't, their timing is always off. So like, you know, I thought their dynamic together was very good. Um, 
So I like that. Turturro as, as Falcone was awesome. I think he yes, was he a was. great actor. I'm, I'm he a was big fantastic. Fan of him. Uh, Colin Farrell, Penguin. Penguin it was not a villain of this movie. He was a character that I think was in it and will be obviously shown up because he started off in the books, I believe, as like someone in uh, a mob family and eventually works his way up when the bosses get killed and then he takes over because he's very smart. But he's not, he's a, he's a fat guy. Um, and he's, you, you know, so he's not like, what do I want to say? Um, he, he just works his way up and then he takes over every, takes over the city with his brain. So he's a fat guy, so he's, he, but he's smart. Um, that's his thing. So, you know, I, I know you had mentioned like there wasn't much character development on him. Well, this isn't his movie to get developed. He's uh, well, in there as a cog so that yeah. if he shows up in the next movie and he's a part of it because he's now taking over now that Falcone got killed and he can now take over that there's an opening in the city for yeah. uh, someone to take over uh, mob activity. That is awesome. And then they'll, he'll get developed then. But he was Agreed. introduced and introduced well because you knew his place that he was in the mob helping with the Maroni drops thing. And then, you know, uh, but working for Falcone. So I thought they did, you know, his place and Colin Farrell was like unrecognizable, but that once you knew it was him, when he said some things, you're like, yeah, that's him. I can see it in his eyes or whatever. Um, he did great too. And I think he, he served a good purpose, but I, where we, where it took an interesting turn was when, you know, like at the end, when we got into the police talk, because he, pulled out a gun in front of 50 cops and no one shot him. Hey, we didn't get to that part yet. Not yet. But so these are all the things that I really, really liked. There was a lot of comic nods, but you didn't need to know them to, I thought, enjoy the movie. And, you know, like I thought it was a cool little twist that the Riddler thought that Batman was in it the whole time with him because he saw them both as like, you know, uh, outcasts that didn't fit into society. So I'm with you. Dress up. So I thought that was a cool dress because I didn't expect that when he went there, he thought he was like seeing a friend because he kept right. requests, you know, he's leaving little notes for the Batman, Batman, the Batman. Yeah. Like little every scene. And so Batman's thinking like, I'm next, right? I think he's I'm coming the after me. One. Yeah. But yeah. He was leaving like almost like love letters to Batman, which, which, I'm with you. I actually thought that was really cool at the end because at first when he starts talking about the riddles and the orphan and then he starts revealing that, you know, him and, you know, he sees him and Batman as the same. I thought he was fucking with Batman. I thought he was kind of like right. joking around like, haha, you know, we're the same. I did this for us, basically saying, fuck you. And then you realize, oh, no, he's serious. He actually thinks they're on the team here and working together and he, Batman's going to break him out of this place or whatever. That's I agree. I thought that was a very cool twist, and I thought that was a good, uh, good little uh, change of pace. Yeah. So, so that was cool. Um, you know, like I don't know what else to say. Like, I just I thought it was. I loved the tone, the dark, the grittiness, the grounded uh, movie. That's that's more. That's my taste. I like that take on it. Like, it doesn't work for Marvel movies. I think that the tone of Marvel movies is perfect for Marvel characters. Um, and I love them. I adore that whole universe. But 
this is why Batman is like most people's favorite, like not superhero, but you know, comic story is because he's real and they made it more real. So I just, I really enjoyed, I'm like trying to grasp this to like a good explanation other than I thought the acting was top notch. I thought the story was very cool and unique and I thought the action was well shot. The director has made some of movies that like I adore. I I just, I enjoyed it so much. I thought it came together well. And here's what I love. So I love the Dark Knight because like you're going with the Joker, Joker, Joker. And then like, it seems like the movie's almost coming to an end. And then there's another 45 minutes and they just introduced Two-Face as the villain Two-Face. And then there's a whole storyline about him. It kind of was like that feel too, because he caught uh, Riddler, right? He's he's in Arkham and he thought, granted, he like wanted to be caught or whatever and, you know, have that interaction with Batman and and his, you know, finale was like, I'm going to blow up the city or the dams or the water, whatever. And then the city floods, right? It's like a whole nother part of the movie that there was still like 40 minutes left of the movie and it was a whole nother thing. Now it's a crisis movie, which I fucking love. Like, like um, Dark Knight Rises. Because now it's like no man's land. Everything's flooded. People are kind of like fending for themselves. There's, you know, let's all pile in Gotham Square Garden. And, you know, like it, it just becomes like a dystopic, like free for all, you know, like not post-apocalyptic, but, you know, like the cities in ruins, there's chaos, yeah, there's anarchy sure. and, and like, then, you know, the, the shot of Penguin in like a penthouse tower looking down at this flooded city, you know, was kind of like indicative to me of like, oh, like this is my time to rise. Yeah, yeah. Like this is, yeah, like the the walls are down figuratively yep. and literally just the walls are down, the, the city's in chaos and somebody's going to take advantage of this and reign supreme and it's my time to do that. Exactly. So, so, so I loved that. And then like now the city's flooded and now it's like, what do we do from here? I love that scenario where you take, you know, like society and kind of bring it down to nothing and people have to kind of like survive. I love survival movies. I love crisis movies. Like that's why I like zombie stuff so much because it's like, okay, all of society is done. It's kind of fend for yourself. And I like that too. So then it kind of became that. It's not full on that. But one of my favorite Batman stories in the comics is called No Man's Land, where it, I think it was an earthquake that that um, destroyed the city. So there was nods to it in Dark Knight Rises where, you know, the city is burned down. They burned, they broke, they blew up the bridges. And, oh, now, and when the fucking stadium collapses. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Awesome. But one of my like, greatest scenes. If you remember Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he walks around and he takes chalk and he draws the Batman symbol on some buildings. Okay. And, the, and he, at this point, they don't really know where he is, right? Because Bane took him to that like pit where he's like, you know, in that prison that he has to climb out of. Right. So they don't know where he is, but like he's doing it for hope. Like that's straight from the comic, and that's awesome because what happens is I think it's an earthquake. The story is Cataclysm, I believe. Um. And it kind of like destroys Gotham. And then the city is 
it, they actually have a map in the book of all of Gotham, and it shows like dividing lines of like the villains have taken over parts part of the city, so they all have like turfs, you know, territories, and like right. here's Penguin's part, here's Joker's part, this one, and then it, so it's just like it's 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 like a dystopic. Uh, survival era. So I just love that story. And so this kind of gave me a little bit of that feeling. So that was like something that I understand not everyone would feel, but for me, it was, it was great. And it sets up a next one pretty good. Um, okay. You don't know if it's like a Joker is going to be the big, I mean, Joker escapes from Arkham a hundred times in his, sure. you know, throughout the comics. Worst so, person ever. Right? So, I am with you that I love the chaos and the civilizations gone into yep. madness type. I love that shit too. I did not like it in this Batman. I okay. thought, and I think it's the same way you just said. I it was great how they did it with Joker, the Joker, the Joker. You think it's over, Two Face, and you're like, sweet, we have 45 minutes left of another great villain. I thought they did that perfect, but in this one, I don't think they did it well. And by this point, I was so ready for this movie to be over. I was like, you got to be shit me. There's another angle to this. Like, right. just end it. And that's the difference between the two. And they didn't stop there. There was still, we skipped over the the, the shooting part, which drove me sure. nuts. The whole riddle is the Batman to bring him out into the light. You don't know what it is. But at the end of Falcone's run... John Turturro, Batman brings him outside of the club and stands him under a light post unintentionally. That's bring him out into the light, but brings him out to be arrested. And there's 500 cops standing around because the whole point, you, you remember, the whole point is he says, you know, I own the police department. They're in my pockets. And he says, not all of them. And he opens the door and there's there's 200 cops there. And it's supposed to be like, see, not all of them are in your pocket. There's still good right. cops out here. And they're all guns aimed at him. You know, in one of those classic scenes with over sure. overused force of cops, just to say, and that's fine. Right. There's a hundred cops there, and out he walks Falcone, who now you know is the rat, and then here comes the penguin. Walks out after him. Cops are all around him too. Everyone's got guns drawn, and they start getting to a verbal altercation. The penguin and Falcone, and. Then the penguin says, oh, you're the rat, you're the rat, something, something. And he reaches in his coat and pulls out a pistol and aims it at him like he's going to shoot him. And none of the cops shoot this guy. 500 cops with guns drawn. And this dude in front of everyone draws a gun and aims it at Falcone. And then you hear a shot go off. And still nobody shoots him. Everyone thought, you know, it was supposed to be like it came from his gun. And nobody shoots him still. And then next scene, he's just on the ground screaming, I didn't shoot him, I didn't shoot him. And now he's getting arrested. And it's like, not one cop shot that guy while he sat there and pulled out a pistol in front of all of you and aimed it at a, at someone in your custody with cuffs on. Yeah, that made a lot of sense. Terrible. Two, that shooting that happens after the penguin supposedly shoots him. He, there's Falcone laying on his back under the light, dead as a doornail. No struggle, no squirming, no words, no suffering. He's just dead. So it was a perfect shot. You would expect it to be in the middle of his forehead or right in the dead center of his heart. Then the camera pans over him and he's shot in the upper right shoulder and he's not squirming and he's not this. He's standing still and it shows the window that he gets sniped from is the building across the street and three floors up. 
So you're talking about 30 yards away. Someone has a sniper rifle trained on someone who's not moving. And it shoots him in the upper right clavicle. And you're expecting us to expect he drops dead instantly. No squirming, no pain, no nothing. Why wouldn't you shoot him right dead center of the left side of the chest in the heart? Just, right. just to be cinematic, you know, just to be, to make sense in Hollywood, right? Dead center of the heart. Why wouldn't you put, I get it. It's a Batman. Why would it's, but it's an adult version. Put it in the dead center of his forehead. Right. I, for that, sure. Then right. make it, make Falcone on the ground squirming and in pain and this and that and this, and then get taken away in an ambulance and says, you know, the word comes later. He died in route to the hospital. Okay, I, I would have gotten that. He bled out. An artery got hit. But when it's hit, there's a ton. You don't just drop dead. If you get dead center of the heart, where you pop your heart, or right in the forehead, sure. Sure, you could drop dead with no reaction, this and that. Sure, I, I could believe that. But just, this is what I'm talking about. You're in a multi-million dollar, high-budget Hollywood film blockbuster film and you can't know like that can't be corrected and then to double down they fl they blow up the walls they flood the city and that that mayor i think her name was real right mayor real says oh no i have to get out there and make a speech to make everyone calm steps out there and she notices up on the ledges two snipers 30 yards away up above with scopes glaring. She sees the glare on their scopes. Two snipers staring at her behind the podium, not moving. Snipes her, hits her in the lower rib cage off to the side. And it's like, bro, you gotta be kidding me. You you pulled the same shit twice in 20 minutes? But she didn't die. She didn't die, you're right. But standing dead still at a very close range with scoped rifles, the missed shot of it not being dead center is to me totally acceptable. Totally acceptable. The instant death makes total sense. The I'm not a Make, makes total sense or makes total sense that I'm upset about it. It makes total sense that it would annoy you that he died instantly knowing right. that he shouldn't have. Right. Would like her, him, the, you know, Riddler pawn that hit a rib cage. I don't know if I'd hit a rib cage. I played yeah. Call of Duty for a year and a half. But I can't put the dot on someone. But Tom, you're not some wannabe pseudo uh you know militia man in a, a secret conversation talking about what calibers and rifles do we need. I mean come on. It's just they pulled it two times in a row. And it would have made sense it makes sense to me that the Riddler's not a great shot. He's this little nerdy guy and he's orchestrating everything. He wanted to be caught. Okay, whatever. He's not a great shot. They could have wrote that off. Like I said, had Falcone die on the way to the hospital, they make mention of it. Falcone didn't make it. Um, okay, so those two things annoyed me beyond belief. So uh, all of the things that you're saying, this is the difference. They're all not really like, they're not really... Um, complaints about the plot it's like details though well because like i get what you're saying about the clavicle instant death is annoying but the story part of it is that he gets shot and he dies sure my last nitpick here is another one we talked about where i 
think it's cool that Batman's suit is made of bulletproof armor. I think it's cool that when a guy immediately turns around and there's Batman walking at him, pulls a pistol out, pop, 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 hits three in the chest. They all bounce off. Batman grabs the gun and blasts him in the face, you know, punches him in the face five times. That's dope. I like that shit. But when I don't mind that stuff, but it gets overdrive. And again, back to kitty mode. When Batman is walking down a ledge doing a slow walk at the guys like, oh, I'm coming after you. And there's three guys there with automatic rifles, all with plenty of time, just unloading 60 rounds each into his chest with all the time in the world. And then he goes up to the first guy, grabs the gun, absolutely beats the brakes off of him, then moves on to the next one. And still, they're just unloading the chest. And not one of them thinks, hey, 60 rounds to the chest hasn't stopped this guy. Maybe I go up a quarter of an inch and go for the neck. Maybe I even go up two inches and go for his chin. That's exposed because nothing else working and he's now beat the brakes off of three guys in front of me. That's where I'm like, okay, the bulletproof shit's cool, but then it gets so overdone that it's just like, that's so stupid. Again, that's a fair, it's a fair point. It does not impact the story. Agreed. That's what I said. It's last nitpick. Yeah. Um, well, I, not last nitpick. That is a nitpick. Then the final guy that blasts him with a shotgun, right? Mm-hmm. Puts him on his ass, right? Right, right. That's Listen, I don't care what level armor you have. If you get blasted with a shotgun, even if it doesn't go through, that's going to break ribs. That's going to knock you back. Sure. And, and it did that. Cool. You know, he, yeah, but get granted, he took an, the entire U.S. Army surplus of rifle rounds to his chest, which didn't do anything. <laughs> but the shotgun finally did something, and it knocked his ass back, and it knocked the wind out of him. I actually thought it was really cool that on his utility belt, he had adrenaline. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that, that was, was cool. awesome. He he can't get up because now now the guy was going on, right? He was going to kill Catwoman Kill Catwoman, and he, boom, utility, pulls out adrenaline, stabs himself in the leg, and he even had a little injection port in his suit to make it make sense that he could hit the leg. Right. That was cool. And he gets up in this fiery rage. So now not, not only is he Batman, who knows how to fight and is punching with metal gauntlets on, he's enraged, juiced up, testosterone-filled, adrenaline-filled Batman. And what does he do? He tackles this guy and he does a Dwayne The Rock Johnson slam, choke slams him on the metal fucking walkway, gets on top of him and proceeds to metal gauntlet adrenaline, pummel this dude's face in with 40 punches to his undefended face until he gets pulled off by a bunch of people. And then they pull the mask off this guy and he's got no scratches, no blood, no damage to him. What? His his glasses were crooked. (laughs) No, I thought he was pretty mangled. Not to match. Bro, he was not. Really? He, there was no blood, not a scratch on his face. He was dirty, and he was making a stupid face while looking up, like looking disheveled, like, ugh. Not a tooth knocked out, not anything. And it's like, and he's conscious. And I'm like, they they were ripping him off of the guy, like, you're Batman. You're going to kill adrenaline. Him. We can't let you pummel this dude's mashed potato face in anymore. He's probably dead already. And the guy's sitting there, and he goes, ha, 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 I am vengeance. It's like. Yo, Batman, you punch like a bitch. You just <laughs> well, blasted another one of these nerds 
just like the, the Riddler isn't supposed to be a fighter, he's a, a murderer, sneak murderer, and an orchestrator of this. And he knows that. That's not his strength. Nor was this guy. His strength was to use guns. He's a little nerd and his stoop, you know, he's got those Coke bottle glasses on. And again, Batman, who in the beginning of the movie, with one fist, hit a guy four times and destroyed him down to a pulp, now has free reign where he adrenaline tees off on this guy, 40 punches to his face, and the dude doesn't have any damage. He's just looking weird with crooked glasses and then gets to repeat mocking lines back at him. Like, dude, come on. Cheesy to, to the nth degree. Now, there's a couple things. Um, I thought I remembered him being... Um, beat up. up. Yeah, bloody nose, broken nose, Not a dot of blood. That's weird. Now, it might be because it's a PG-13, but, like, come on. I mean, he, there shouldn't be any issue with blood here. It, and uh, you know what? How about this? You wanted to make it mockingly like that? How about this guy says nothing? You don't even show him. You beat the brakes off this guy. It's PG-13, so you shouldn't show him his face beaten in with his orbitals broken in. So you don't show him at all. Let the audience assume you took it too far and you beat this guy. Even just show his legs moving and him moaning just to show he's still alive. You're Batman. You don't kill. And have a different guy that you punched in the face over there getting arrested say, I am vengeance and mock him. Right? I yeah, You're not wrong. I don't remember it that way. And I, I'm, I've said this to a lot of the shit you're saying, right? I don't remember that. I, don't I, remember wanna, I just want to fly to Pennsylvania and go see this with you again. I agree. I would watch it again in a heartbeat because uh, I think it was good. Okay. That's it for the nitpicky stuff. I'm done. Can you talk about plot? Yeah, plot. Sure. I don't like movies that take, that do too much in too little time and just jam pack it. They, this movie had way too much in it. They were trying to be too much like the Christian Bale Batmans. Um, trying to be too much like that. And they took the Riddler storyline and his riddles and investigating that plot, the Falcone storyline, the Catwoman anti-hero storyline. Um, you know, while you're chasing the, what was it? The, the bat with wings was the clue. While, while you're chasing that, it takes you down the Penguin Avenue where they're so, you know, set on it being him that they have the giant warehouse car scene with him and then they they kidnap him only to find out it's not him they go down that the penguin as an enemy line and then you know they they touch on there's just so much going on that they cut it down and jam it into a three-hour movie when the amount of shit they tried to fit should have been two separate movies and then it just feels like a piecemealed movie together where you're never in the same spot for more than two seconds. You're like, first I'm here, then I'm here, then I'm driving the car, then I'm here, then I'm crying, I'm in the room. And then all of a sudden it's three long sappy scenes, one with Alfred when he's in the hospital, overdrawn, long sappy where it's like, okay, this is your attempt at character building. All of a sudden, three-fourths into the movie, Alfred's big sappy scene just way too long, way too depressing, not very character building. And the Batman wasn't very receptive to it. He just stood up and ran out of the room. And it was like, okay, I get that was supposed to be an Alfred moment, but that it was pretty shitty. Then on top of the building, Catwoman's big story about, you know, the mom and, you know, her relation to Falcone and him, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, and then they kiss. That's another 
dragged out long ass moment where it's like that was just so over the top and unnecessarily dramatic and it's like they didn't do any length of time in any scene to do character building and then took three scenes to just make them extra long and sappy and it was like that was it you couldn't wait for those scenes to end get back to the fucking action i guess because i don't know what to do with this anymore but everything was just piecemeal and it's like i'm in the batmobile now i'm back at the house now i'm in the bat cave now alfred's in the hospital sappy now i'm here now i'm punching this guy in the face now i'm over here now i did this guy got shot in the clavicle it shouldn't have killed him but it did then i'm over here now i'm at falcone's place and falcone tells me yeah uh you know maroney had your dad killed now I'm crying in the car back to Alfred. Alfred says, Maroney didn't have your dad killed. Falcone had your dad killed. Now I'm back on my motorcycle. I'm crying. I'm back this way. It just was all over the fucking place. It never stayed still for two seconds for you to catch up. It was so all over the place that sometimes I'm like, wait, which fucking storyline are we on on this scene? Oh, don't worry. I'll wait 0.2 seconds. We'll be on the next scene anyway. And that's my, my plot. I guess that's not even a plot. That's like a directing thing, right? Uh, it's an editing thing, actually. So, I, okay. I mean, like, there could be some directing, uh, you know, if they didn't shoot the scene to make any development, then um, then I guess that's director or writing. But when it's choppy like that, you feel that way, which is how I felt with Batman vs. Superman. That well, felt very that choppy. Was terrible, too. Not a good movie, but it was choppy. I noticed it right away. I'm like, there, there's a scene. It cuts, and they're at another thing. It cuts, and then they're at another scene, like, completely different. And it felt like that the whole movie. That's another movie that was three hours and tried to jam-pack a ton of stuff. I thought that they did an okay job in this, balancing all of the storylines. Because, again, like, I don't need to have the Penguin's backstory. We got enough. I can tell you about the about Catwoman's story as to why she, you know, is mad and and her whole backstory in this, and that's because they developed her character through a scene that they did that. So you know, like I feel like they did it much much better than Red Notice, much much better than Batman versus Superman. I understand it might still be because it is a jam packed movie, and. They had a, a lot of ambitious intent to, you know, I don't know, I, make a well, make a really good dark long movie. I, I, I think they did it when they cut it down too short and cut a whole storyline like that. For sure, that bugs me. The great movie is that middle ground, right? There's too short, there's too long, there's too jam packed. There's but that middle ground is what makes a great movie. But this was still not blockbuster style good movie to me like this was an okay movie that i'm happy i saw you know i mean everyone's going to talk about it. i'm happy i saw it i will not watch this again unless it's with you to go over everything we talked about and laugh about alfred i mean uh gordon getting left behind <laughs> it's a detail but it's not a detail of the story which is what i care i mean i i don't know i think we're both do well you won't do it unless you're with me but i can't uh, for one can't wait to watch it again i will take notice to those things and if i end up not liking it i'm gonna be mad at you but (laughs) i don't think that's the case because i really did like it um and i do highly recommend it and you are in the minority you realize that i i knew i'd be in the minority here's a question if 
Yeah. If all these details that you, the 30 details that you hated, yes. if they, if they were played out as you think that would have made sense, right? Like the cop gives a little bit of leeway for them to right. properly hide. So let's, let's say they re-released the unedited version and all that shit. Right. Director's gone. cut. And yeah. yeah. Shot dead chest center. He, you know, um, the penguin doesn't, you know, as someone, a cop is standing next to penguin and as he's reaching forward, he just gets tackled instead right. of being at, right. So all of these get remedied. Do you like this movie? Uh, no, I don't. I, I like it more. And it would, what this would do is get me to the end of the movie where I'm not sick of this movie because all these little things that are bothering me. So when it gets to this end part of it and they do that little surprise twist where it's like, oh, you think it's over? No, it's not. Like we talked about, I'm now more prepared to sit and be more engaged with that end part and be able to enjoy it more. Um, I'm still going to walk away saying this is a jam packed movie that was all over the place and it really needed to be edited better and done better. So I I can tell you, I definitely would like it more. Would I say it's a great movie? Probably still not. Rated out of 10 or out of a hundred. You can use decimals. Uh, Rated out of a 10. I'm going to give it a 4.2. That is crazy. Okay. Um, I would put it in the eights. I would wow, probably okay. like an 8.3 where I put Dark Knight as like a like a high 9. I so put Dark me, I definitely put Dark Knight Dark Knight in the 9s. I yeah, so to me Dark Knight is still king. Um I need to I've seen all the Nolans many times so I I need to watch this at least two more times in order to know where it ranks above I would the love other ones. To, I would love to be able to when this comes out or whatever if we were able to fucking watch this together even if we were on headset and just fucking hit play at the same time done i would do that yeah let's do it done all right um Um, yep four four 4.2 is where i'm gonna sit because there's that's that's crazy like your 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 things are with like pacing and details you've already said the tone the acting you, you were, could have sure like six fuck no it's in the sixes to me is a rewatchable movie <sighs> like all of those details i value acting and plot and and like tone more than detail oriented it depends on what you value uh, we're gonna go in circles if we keep going down this road i know i'm still shocked that it's in the fours because i put like that's that's trash yeah um I'm sticking with mine. It's not yeah. like people are debating. Is it better than the dark Knight? It's not, it's just, it's not, but, God, but not I can make an argument. I can definitely get behind if it's on the same level or better than rises and Batman begins. It's definitely better than the bat, the Affleck, um, stuff. And I liked Affleck in the role. I think he, I like him. I think he's a good actor. I think he's an okay Batman. Um, Batman versus Affleck was not good. Oh. I would oh. put, um, what a Justice League, like Justice League, theatrical Justice League is in the f- like threes to fours. I didn't even know there was a Justice League movie, to be honest. That's crazy. Okay, so Man of Steel was. I, I remember that. Wait, 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 hold on. Man of Steel was with Henry Cavill. 
Yep. That was his really, he was a fantastic uh, he's Superman. He's a great Superman. He's yep. a great actor. Yep. I liked that movie. It's not great. I put it in like the Gosh. low sevens. Can't but, rate it because I've seen it too long ago. I don't remember. I just remember walking away liking it. And I was like, he was a good Superman. He was great. He's he's perfect for it. The story and the shit, it's like, it's Zack Snyder who is just, he's very stylistic director, but he's not great with substance. He doesn't give depth, but his tone is dark and, you know, he uses a lot of blacks and grays in his tone, like his color tone. So it's a darker movie. Um, to me, Man of Steel's in the low sevens. Decent movie. I liked it. Okay. Um, I can't rate it, but I do remember. Sure. Okay. So Man of Steel, then Batman versus Superman, I guess. I and saw that, that once like and I so hated it. So long and was not good. Mm-hmm. To me, that's in the low five. I, by the way, I just Googled um, uh, the new Batman reviews. I mean, someone wrote, is this really the movie they forced Ben Affleck out for? Wasn't awful, but that was wildly pretentious and anticlimactic and way too fucking long. It says, uh, it's not the runtime, but it feels like the pacing was just all messy and all over the place. Didn't get enough time during some scenes, and then the other ones just dragged out too long. That is like literally as yeah, if I wrote that's that. that's how you feel. So like... And I can definitely understand that. I can just, maybe because it's Batman, and I, you know, that I overlook flaws because I want to like this movie a ton. And so, like, I can totally understand. Like I said, it dragged at moments. That, to me, means I was a great... And I said that before you even saw it. Yeah. So that, to me, like, you're talking about this scene is slow and long and this I can totally see what that means and if that you know totally took you out of it and and made you like so like I'll talk about its flaws it's not a nine plus movie it's just not it's not even a high eight it's a low eight to me but I can overlook a lot of that because I loved so much of it but anyway this is the um what's it called when you just have like a filler I don't know. Uh, placeholder. Placeholder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's wrap this up. Um, honest reviews. I mean, we go back and forth. We, Again, I think we disagree on action movies. I think we have the exact same taste in comedies, aside from a few exceptions. And I think we're the opposite when it comes to some action stuff. And then we overlap with fantasy and sci-fi. But... Um, that was good. I mean, I can see your points. I hope you see my points. And I think, of course, you know, uh, I still highly recommend it. I'm Tom. So I'm Dan. And again, this is just two guys talking and we are going to figure out a name for our podcast as we go. And that's that. All right. Bye, everybody. Love you. Bye.